It's time to be a thought leader. It's time to stop stopping ourselves from speaking up. It's time to allow our throat chakra to heal and to share and express what we have to say. And that is really what today's episode is all about. What I want and invite for you all to have at the end of this episode is clarity on how you already are a thought leader within and also some specific steps and things to consider to allow yourself to be a thought leader outwardly because truly you have wisdom to share. You have insight. And the reason it's so valuable to be a thought leader is when you're a thought leader, one, it feels better, honestly. I mean, I, I've i had multiple people in my past tell me my throat, throat chakra is blocked. I don't know if you've ever felt that way with yourself, but I've been told this before. And so I've really gone to work on healing and nurturing that throat chakra. And really the biggest thing to do is to allow myself to speak, even when what I have to say might be contradictory. And so the past couple of weeks, I've been stressing this even more so than usual. And it has led to incredible results. For one, people are responding to me and letting me know, hey, I'm really enjoying what you shared. I've had a couple of people today tell me that my reach on LinkedIn has increased because of this as well. And I feel better. I feel freer. I feel alive. And I'm sharing all this with you to say one of the main benefits of being a thought leader is how it can be healing for yourself. When you remove your own shackles on yourself, your own rules, your own critiques, in order to let yourself express what you have to share, it's so validating. It's so confirming. It's so accepting. You're allowing yourself to own yourself. There's nothing more empowering than that. And the next benefit of being a thought leader is the impact it can have on your career. And so for those of you listening who are career professionals and you're wanting to make a career move, you want another job, you want the next promotion, being a thought leader is one of the best ways to make it happen. Because when you're a thought leader, what you're doing is you're positioning yourself as somebody who has experience and expertise and wisdom to share, and you're sharing it. So you're not just suggesting you have ideas, you're actually offering ideas. You're not just saying you've got some thoughts on this, you're truly providing value. And when you provide value, when you broadcast that value to the world, people pick up on the channel. People go and tune past the radio stations that are all static or the ones that just aren't speaking to them. So the people that are looking for your message, including your boss, including career opportunities, including recruiters, will pick up on that message because you're broadcasting it. The clearer the broadcast, the more it sings to the souls of the recipient. And so when you're that thought leader and you're sharing and you're expressing and you're bringing that value out to the world, people applaud the efforts, maybe even literally. But the point of it here is that it gives you that opportunity to show your value even before you get on an interview, even before you submit an application or they request it from you. And this is also how many of my clients will get passively recruited. What does that mean? Well, it means that recruiters will reach out to them ahead of time. They will be sought. They will be headhunted. I don't really like that expression because it's kind of violent. It's They are 
seen as the premium, the exclusive. And so recruiters will reach out to them and say, hey, I saw your post or say, hey, I've seen your background. I've checked out your LinkedIn profile. I have an opportunity. Would you want to get on the phone and talk with me about it? And so it's that opportunity to get to be seen. Instead of you having to be the hunter or the huntress going out and looking for the next kill, the next kill, the next kill, you become the harvester and the farmer planting all the seeds, waiting for the crops to grow, trusting the crops will grow because you've given them the value, you've given them the soil, you've given them the water, you've given them the nutrients that they need in order to thrive so you can benefit from the harvest. That's what being a thought leader does. It's you planting all these value seeds all over the place, trusting that the impact will be found. You don't need to watch the seed grow. You don't need to stand you know, next to it, twiddling your fingers, hoping that, that it's going to grow. No, you just trust that it grows. You move on, you plant the next seed, and it all comes back to you. And that's what being a thought leader allows for you. And the point of being a thought leader is you don't get stuck on the value you shared the other day, the last week, the past month. You instead focus on what's inspiring you in that moment, in the now. What would be a value? What do you wish somebody had told you? What would just allow you to help another? What what could you offer? And so what I want to do now that we've talked about the value is I want to share with you some specific tenets of being a thought leader. There's six of them. I call them the six V's. And if you want to build the skills in these six V's, that's where working with me in a coaching capacity is going to be so helpful because we will go into the specifics for how to do that for your career, for your goals, and for your unique essence, your personality. We'll craft a plan that fits with you. So that's what coaching with me uh, can help offer to you as well. And so for those listening who perhaps aren't looking to make a career move, they're not looking for another job, if you're wondering why you, why be a thought leader, here's what I'll say to you. You don't know when you're going to want to make a move. And you don't know what you don't know, what opportunities might be out there promotions within your current company, projects that could come up, people that could seek you out, incredible events that you could be invited to attend because of you speaking up, of you sharing and offering value. You don't know. And so there's really no downside to being a thought leader. The brain will tell you that there's a downside. The brain will tell you people can't handle the truth or people are going to judge me for sharing this, or I'm not really sure if I'm correct in this, so I probably shouldn't say until I'm absolutely positive, or this is too much work, this is too much energy, this is too much time. The brain will feed you all these reasons. Why? To keep you in comfort. Why? To keep you safe. Why? To keep you alive. But living is not the same as thriving. You want to thrive. You want to be enlivened. You want to live a vibrant life. Vibrancy doesn't come from living mediocrity. Vibrancy doesn't come from living a safe, cozy life. I'm not discounting the role of comfort. We do want comforts in our life, and it's important to create a space of ease and flow for ourselves. But what I am saying is we don't want to do that at the expense of our own evolution, 
at the expense of our own growth, at the expense of our own desires and passion and drives. And so that's something that thought leadership does for us. When we're a thought leader, meaning when we're sharing our ideas with the world, we're learning about ourselves from ourselves. We're getting to know what we believe by sharing it. Notice how you share something and then sometimes that makes you pause, makes you think, huh, do I really believe that? And you get to, you get to examine it. You get to You get to hear people's response to it and notice how their response impacts you and learn about yourself from how you respond to their response. There's so much learning that comes from this interaction that you create from being a thought leader. So let's be thought leaders. The world needs it. We are past the age of everyone tooting or beating to the same drum, tooting the same horn on the same path. In a sense, we're all in the the same path because we're all in this together. But what we need is not all of the same person. We need each of us to embody the differences that we are, that we have, and to share them so that the whole world can get every perspective. You can't create a rainbow without every color. We need every color. We need to stop pretending we're we're orange when we're really yellow or whatever it might be if if we apply this <laughs> to ourselves to our blocked throat chakra because we're pretending to be someone we're not or we're just not tr- trying to be anyone because we're afraid if we take a stance it's going to cause problems. There's a lot of problems that happen if we don't take a stance. Like our own health and well-being that suffers. Like the negative impact of people not learning from your message. Even if all your message does was trigger somebody to say, no, I disagree, you've given them the opportunity to revalidate for themselves what they believe. And that's a gift. That is the beauty of thought leadership. And so what I'd ask of you is to sit with how this feels in your body. Notice if your mind is trying to pull out all these concerns. And what we want to do is we want to help create a sense of psychological safety. If our mind doesn't perceive safety, it might stop us from moving forward. And so ways to create safety are thinking about how you plan to handle yourself if you get the worst case scenario response. So if your brain is telling you, I can't share this information because people are going to think I'm weird, then what you have to do or what I would recommend you to do is to make a commitment to yourself to say, I am fine being weird if being weird means it's what gets my message out. If that's what it takes, I'll be weird. Whatever. I don't care because what matters more to me is sharing my weirdness, my truth. Maybe I am a little bit weird and that's okay. And so what that does when you take the concern and you turn it into Uh, A solution is you create a sense of safety for yourself, for your mind to know that you're not going to punish it for you speaking out. There's enough naysayers out there. We don't have to become our own punisher. We don't have to punish ourselves by staying quiet. We don't have to punish ourselves by if we speak out and somebody responds in a way we don't want, us then shaming ourselves for it. That is not the solution. And so once you've created psychological safety, 
which this isn't like a simple check on the box. This does take some deep work and healing, which is where coaching is so important. Once you've done that, what you will want to do is consider these six tenets, which I call the six V's, in order for you to really embrace the full aspect of being a thought leader and embody its principles. And so I'm going to share those six V's with you now. V1, value. Thought leaders offer value. How do they do this? How do they offer value? Because this is one of the main questions that I get is people say, okay, I'm on board to be a thought leader, but I don't have anything to say. I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough understanding. I don't have enough opinions. So how do we offer value then? Well, the key way to offer value is first and foremost to be reflective. Observe. Observe outwardly and then inwardly how you respond to that. A thought leader that observes is considering how they've had success in the past. What led to that? And then they might also be asking, well, what about the mistakes that I've made? And what did I learn from those mistakes? What went wrong here? Not wrong in a shame on you way, but wrong in a how could I tweak it going forward? And then what they've done is they turn these into lessons and they see those lessons for the wisdom that they are. And they're open to sharing that. That that lesson, that's value. And so you don't have to have 20 years of experience to have value to offer. You just need you and your experiences. And you don't need to do a bunch of research in order to offer value. That is a way to offer value, but it's not the only way. And so if that's not your way, or if that feels like too big of a hurdle and and not the way that you want to offer value, then look to your own experiences and offer experiential value. That is so vital and so important and also so connecting. People give credibility in a lot of different ways. And one way is life path. Think about your own experience, what you've learned, what you've gained, and that has credibility in itself. Okay, the next V is vision. A thought leader inspires. How do they inspire? It's because they're not in the past. To be a visionary means you're willing to look forward, not just in the now. You're looking to think about the possibility. Vision is equivalent to living in the possibility. It's this idea of what could be. And you can sit in the now fully embodied in the now, present in your body as you envision the future. And that's how a thought leader would bring the future to the now, but they're still having that vision. They're still giving themselves a sense of direction. They're still bridging the gap between their vision and where they're at and creating a forward direction. They have that momentum that's going and pushing them forward. That's what a thought leader does. What else does a thought leader have? A thought leader has vulnerability. They don't hide. There's this willingness to share those pitfalls that they saw, to share those mistakes and the vision forward. There's a willingness to be humbled. There's a willingness to let their guard down. And when a thought leader does that, what it does is it offers an invitation for the receiver of their message to let their guard down as well. When somebody tells you a potentially embarrassing moment in their life or a mistake that they made or even just lets you into their own mind, it doesn't even have to be that something went wrong, but they just shared truthfully, there's this 
sense of there being no screen up. You can you can feel it energetically when somebody's with you, when somebody's there, when somebody's honest, open. And openness invites openness. It's so much easier to allow ourselves in when we see somebody else doing it. It makes it not wrong. It gives us permission. If somebody pushes against you, what do you do? You often push back so you don't fall down. So if somebody isn't pushing against you, but instead inviting you in by letting their own arms fall, by letting them guard down, by letting you know who they are, it creates the space for you to get to know who you are and to share it with the world as well. And so this is the beauty of a thought leader that's vulnerable. And truly, I believe the best thought leaders are vulnerable. And it doesn't have to be this vulnerability of self-depreciation. No, it's just about sharing the truth, sharing the stories. Vulnerability doesn't have to mean you have to tell everyone every single thought you've ever had or every experience that you've ever done. It doesn't have to be like this confession to the world. It's more about purposeful vulnerability. Purposeful vulnerability means when you feel it's going to help, you share it. That's what we mean by vulnerability. It's not about having to tell everyone everything that you are embarrassed about or ashamed of. But when you can share the ones that you're feeling called to share, that something's telling you this story would help, that's when it makes a difference. That's when we're vulnerable. And that's what thought leaders allow themselves to do. Now, as you go about this and as you allow yourself to be vulnerable, I will give you the warning that the vulnerability hangover is real. When you allow yourself to be seen, there are moments then where you need to create psychological safety with yourself afterwards because you're scared. That egoic part of you is freaked out. And I'll tell you this, every podcast episode I record, there's this, before I start the recording, I have to like create some safety for myself to get out of my head and stop judging myself. So I create the safety and then I go and I deliver the message. And usually that part I really enjoy. But then there's the part after I deliver it where I'm editing it. And in the editing mode, it's critique mode, right? And so I have to be really kind and compassionate to myself during that phase. I have to hold myself in that phase. And then there's the part where you release it. And this is the hardest part, in my opinion, for myself. Because when you release it is when people see it, when people see you. I'm sharing my thoughts, my ideas, my vulnerabilities, my truths, and sometimes my own stories and mistakes on this podcast. And it's out in the world. And there's the vulnerability hangover that hits every time I release an episode. Every time. Has not gone away. I feel like I know how to handle it better. I'm more equipped. I'm more used to it. It's like, okay, this is what happens. This is part of my process is I do this. I release it. I feel the dread for how people could perceive it. I sit with myself through it and then I move on. And so give yourself some grace 
as you lean into your thought leadership to be vulnerable and to have time to process how it feels afterwards and before and during (laughs) because it's all in there. The next piece about being a thought leader is visibility. This is the beautiful part about communication is communication is always more than one way. It's always an interaction, whether it's a delayed interaction because it's an email or it's you're watching TV and you're receiving it, but you need both ends to complete the cycle. And so visibility is crucial. And so what this means is find and create platforms for you to share your insights. This might be in book form, posting online, creating your own speaking engagements, networking, speaking up in a team meeting, offering a suggestion to a proposal, whatever it might be, find opportunities to speak up. What this is not saying is force your way into the room by any means possible. We want to create openings for ourselves, but we don't want to have to do it in such a way where we're all bloodied when we get in because we had to force so hard to be entering the room. Instead, we want to find ways to create openings, to create invitations. And so going to different networking events, so having more conversations, setting up chats with people at your company who you're intrigued by, but haven't really gotten to meet is one way to do that. That is thought leadership. When you reach out to someone and ask, hey, can we set up a coffee chat? Hey, can we chat for 15 minutes? I'd love to get to know you. And you talk with them. Something that you say might spark something in them that they hadn't considered or had been secretly longing to share or say or do. And then they were waiting for a cue when you gave it to them. I was just realizing this the other day. I have my own coach and we it's a group coaching program. And so I was on a call and somebody shared something and then I just responded to it. I said something about, about it. I said, yeah, when the, the plant doesn't grow, you don't blame the plant, you change the soil. So I said something like that. And later on, she responded to me and asked if she could post about that on social media because it really spoke to her. I didn't say it to try to inspire. I just said it because that was the realization I was having in the moment. But because I was willing to share it, even though it's kind of an abstract way to talk, I was open. I was vulnerable about what was coming up for me. I was visible because I let it out. It allowed her to get something from it. And now she's sharing it too. This is thought leadership. It's these ripples. It's these pinpoints. Thought leadership does not have to look like you speaking to a crowd of 5,000 people. Thought leadership can happen in one conversation, one at a time as you go. The ripple effect. That's often how we change the planet. And so that's an opportunity for you as well. The next V is versatility. I love this when it comes to thought leadership because it's getting to the point that Thought leaders, yes, they have thoughts and opinions and ideas and they share them, but that doesn't mean that they're stuck to them. They don't imprison themselves to their idea. They're open to flex. They're sharing the idea not to declare this is the truth. They're sharing the idea to say, hey, here's where I'm at, world respond. They're not 
tied to their impact nor their ideas. Instead, they're sharing as they're called, but they're versatile. There's no stake in a claim and sticking to it forever. This means that there's this willingness to flex, to flow. And as their thoughts evolve, so does their message. And as new data is discovered, their vision expands. What can sometimes happen is we can get so excited about our ideas, and we think they're pretty cool maybe even, that we cling to them. And so we think about, we have this great idea maybe for how to move forward with this one project at work. And so we we are so excited and we share it with our boss and they don't like it or they think something's missing. And if we're super attached to it, it can be so defeating and stop us from trying again. But a thought leader is versatile. They will still process the grief if that's coming up for them for sure. But then they'll be open to flexing and flowing based on the data that comes. They'll confirm with themselves, huh, based on this new data, do I agree? Do I disagree? And if so, why? What new considerations, considerations, what new considerations is this bringing up for me? And so in that way, the thought leader is evolving their thoughts continuously. They're rewiring the way they see things continuously. And this allows them to always be on the leading edge because they're always almost, it's almost like they're challenging themselves. They're triggering their own evolution through the way they're thinking and sharing it. And that sharing allows them to come to a new insight. That's growth. That's leadership. And that's being on that leading edge of showcasing where you're at And what's come next? Next and last, voice. Thought leader has a voice. And this means they have their own way. They don't try to sound like somebody else. They don't try to mimic or do the best ways to write and like only take on that approach. They create their own method for communicating. They have their own way. And it's not that they necessarily do this intentionally. It's just them. This sort of comes out naturally as a response to the vulnerability component, but I want to separate it out because it gets to the truth of you, your unique essence being shared, the tone that you create. In that unique flavor, it allows the words to hit people differently than sounding like everybody else. And that's the beauty of a deep, inspiring thought leader. And so your perspective, it matters. It matters. It's why you have it. It's there to be shared. And that doesn't mean you have to share every thought that comes to your mind. But it does mean you can consider, what is it that I do want to share? What message is it that matters to me? And create the space to do so. You'll benefit. And the world will too. So to recap those six Vs for being a thought leader, we have value. We have vision. We have vulnerability. We have visibility. We have versatility. And we have voice. Together, those six Vs become 
an embodied thought leader. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you for joining me on the podcast episode and we will talk again soon.